From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. You might know our VIP as Dr. Denise from Scrubs. You might know her as Jane, the control freak from Happy Endings. Now she stars in the highly comedic role of Nina, a corporate lawyer who, after a very public nervous breakdown, finds herself working as a public defender, and it is hilarious. Uh, comics and lawyers, I feel like they have a lot in common. A courtroom is much like a stand-up comedy club. You have to win over a hostile, drunk crowd. You better have a killer closer, and either way, your mom wishes you became a doctor. Our VIP is, of course, Eliza Coop. Let's welcome our first two contestants, Pranjali Desai and Ala Rubenstein. Uh, this game is called Party of Five. We're going to give you a series of clues about Bailey and Sarah's relationship problems <laughs> with a bonus round about Nev Campbell. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Okay, great. No, this game is not about that. <laughs> uh, it's simple. All the answers have the number five in them. Uh, Pranjali, what is the fifth most important thing in your life? <laughs> um, cumin. Cumin. <laughs> you know how... You, <laughs> That's amazing. You what's, what's four? <laughs> I got to know what four is if cumin's five. Um, sleep. Okay, got it. <laughs> sleep then cumin, yes. It was top of mind. We ran out yesterday. When you, you know, lose something you love, you realize how important it is. Yeah. Okay, stakes are high, Ala. What's your fifth most uh, important thing in your life? Probably my computer. <laughs> All right, you know what? That didn't hit the top four. I feel like you live a healthy lifestyle. Sometimes I'd like to smash it. So. Yeah. yeah. Just do that. <laughs> and to help us with our first game is our one-man house band, Jonathan Coulton. Okay, here we go. The remake of a classic CBS show from the 60s stars Alex O'Loughlin as a former Navy officer working on the Big Island. Pranjali. Hawaii Five-O? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, and, and everyone, this is so stupid, that the remake of it is actually Hawaii Five-Zero? I swear to God, they had to change the name because of some sort of copyright problem. <laughs> We're giving you the point because the name Hawaii Five Zero is stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess... Would have been extremely unreasonable to expect you to say Hawaii <laughs> yeah. Five Zero because nobody says that. Nobody says that. That's not the name of the show. Book them, Daniel. That's right. Who <laughs> <laughs> says that? Mitch Albom's best-selling book about the afterlife contains the line, all endings are beginnings. We just don't know it at the time. And it has five in it. <laughs> Just say five and then some other words. You might get it. For a hint, let's go to our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler. It follows the journey of someone who encounters a certain number of persons. Uh, five people you meet in heaven. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. How did you pull that out? Sounded familiar once I got into it. Nice. <laughs> well done. 
The movie Short Circuit featured Ali Sheedy and Steve Gutenberg. The real star was this robot. Pranjali. Number five. Yeah, oh. number five. Give it. You guys got both really excited about that movie. Does that hold a special place in your heart? It's number six. It's number six. <laughs> There's nothing better than sitting on a couch with a, a big cup of cumin and a, and a <laughs> short circuit on the short TV. Short circuit. That best-selling book? I'll read that later. I'll read that later. I got a lot of cumin to eat. <laughs> this hamburger and hot dog franchise got its start in Virginia in 1986. Allah. Five guys? That's five, right. Five guys. <laughs> This bittersweet 2012 romantic comedy starring Emily Blunt and Jason Segel is about two people who take a really long time to get married. Pranjali. Five-year engagement? Yes! This 90s song was the claim to fame for German singer Lou Bega, who had a little bit of Monica in his life. Pranjali. Uh, Mambo number five. Yeah, that's right. There's no Ophira in that song. Does he say Pranjali? No, he doesn't. It's like the adult version of Romper Room when they look through that mirror and never say your name. <laughs> One of these primary religious responsibilities is daily prayer. Another is to make a pilgrimage to Mecca at least once in your life. Allah. Oh, five pillars. I think we can go with that, yeah, right? Sure. We'll accept that. Talking about. We'll yes. accept that. Puzzle Guru says yes. Five yes. pillars of Islam, five pillars, nails it just well enough. This is your last clue. It's a well-known slang term for shoplifting. Allah. Five-finger discount. Very fast on the buzzer, yes, that's right. <laughs> contestants do puzzle guru mary tobler they did great it was a close one but pranjali well done you are the winner and we'll see you again at our ask me one more final round at the end of the show to our next two contestants, Jen Keefe and Pam Tishman. Jen, I love knowing that you love reunions. I do. Uh, high school reunions? Specifically, yes. Okay. <laughs> Listeners not, may, may not be able to see this, but you look extraordinarily young. How many high school reunions have you been to? One. One? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and was it... The, it Ten year? Five. Five year? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't count, eh? Uh, and so what is it about the... Isn't Facebook the reunion of now? I guess you could say that. Yeah. But it's, it's sort of a lost art. I don't know. I, my spirit animal is the dog from Up. And for that reason, I... That's very specific. <laughs> I, don't, I thrive in an environment where no one knows each other, and I'm sort of, like, awkwardly friendly. So it's just a great time for me. Pam, do you like uh, reunions? I hate reunions. Really? <laughs> but I've been to more than one. 
You have you, uh, high school reunions or? High school, I went to my 10th, I went to my 25th, but I guess I told you about how old I am. <laughs> so, and how was the 25th? Um, not as many people showed up as the 10th because I think the only people who show up are people who are happy where their life is right now. <laughs> uh, I'm getting so depressed over here. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, hey, you went. So that's great. That means you have a happy life. I do. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, on the plus side, a lot of those people might be dead, so. <laughs> yep, I'm trying to cheer everybody up. Jonathan Optimus Colton is trying to cheer everybody up. They're not the sad glass if they're of bourbon's dead. half full. <laughs> All right. So this round is called Whose Sound Is It Anyway? There are sounds and melodies that have become so associated with a brand or a company that they have actually been trademarked. For example, this sound. You know that's the MGM lion. Jen nodded. Pam, is that from? Yeah, more or less. Sure, why not? <laughs> yes, that is actually that is trademarked. So if a lion roars, they have to pick a different um, key, or they'll be sued. So we are going to play a few sound marks, that's what they're called, <laughs> and you have to identify the company or product. Let's give it a shot. Here's the first one. <laughs> Jen. Tickle me Elmo. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're not right. <laughs> uh, that's a totally I, reasonable guess, I, though. It's a I totally mean. reasonable guess. Pam? The Toucan from Fruit Loops. <laughs> it's the Pillsbury Doughboy. Can we hear that again? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's see if you guys know this one. Jen? The Harlem Globetrotters. Yes! <laughs> All right, maybe you know this one. You've got mail. Jen. AOL. AOL, yes. I knew. Pam, you knew that one? I did know that one. Did you have, do you have an AOL account or did you have an AOL account? <laughs> Most people have given theirs up except for my husband. No, I don't have one. <laughs> And I never did. You never did, yeah. That was back when we thought online was two words. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Let's see if this takes you back. Oh, Pam! Hey, Pam! <laughs> Mr. Softy or Good Humor. Yes, exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm very curious to see how this next one goes. <laughs> <laughs> they both look mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a hint, Mary Tobler? You've heard this sound a million times if you like watching sports on TV. Jen. Sports Center. Sports Center. Yeah, we'll accept that. Yes, we'll, we'll go with that. ESPN Sports Center theme. Yes. None of our listeners will get that. Don't worry. <laughs> this is your last question. <laughs> Pam. Green Giant. Green Giant is correct. 
puzzle guru, Mary Tobler, how did our contestants do? A well-played game. Jen is our winner, so you'll be coming back for our final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll talk to our VIP scrubs and happy ending star, Eliza Coop, about playing a down-and-out attorney in her new USA Network sitcom, Benched. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Hey, thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. There are lots of other NPR podcasts, including great interviews, highlights from this week's news, storytelling, and entertainment. So browse them all on iTunes under podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler. This game is called Present the Present. And here to play it are Isabel Martin and Christine Matheny. Christine, you're visiting us from afar. San Francisco. San Francisco, very cool place. Long flight. Long flight. Your job title is developer evangelist? Exactly. That sounds very San Francisco, by the way. It's super awesome. (laughs) What is it? I get to build t-shirt cannons, fly drones around, I run hackathons, I teach women how to code, I teach K-12 how to build Flappy Bird. Like, I get to go around and teach people why tech is cool, and they pay me to do that. I love that. Isabel, uh, where are you originally from? Uh, originally Massachusetts. Massachusetts. You're here now, and you're a freelance event producer. Yes, I which am. Which also sounds like something that doesn't exist. <laughs> What's the last cool event you produced? Uh, I actually just finished up an event. Uh, it was a promotional event that involved about 250 people doing a workout together with a giant 16-foot LED cube in the center of the room. Okay. Trainers on top. Yeah, sounds like you guys could easily work together, right? Yeah, a t shirt cannon. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this round is about heteronyms, which are like homonyms, but they're trickier. Uh, Actually, that is not the official definition. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler, for a real one. Heteronyms are words that are spelled the same, but are pronounced differently and have different meanings, like lead and lead. And in this game, each clue will hint at a pair of heteronyms. You have to give us the correct pronunciation of both words. For example, if I said, he knelt while playing the violin, you'd respond, bow and bow. Got it? Got it. Don't say boo, because that's not one of the words. That doesn't make any (laughs) sense at all. She was filled with wonder as she passed through the opening gate to the castle. Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It is is hard. Isabel. Uh, odd and all. <laughs> I admire your stick to You started down that road, and by God, you went there. But I'm so- sorry that's incorrect. Christine, do you have a guess? I, I don't know. Okay. Does anybody know what it is? <laughs> Nobody! Good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. yeah. We were looking for entrance and entrance. She was filled with wonder as she passed through the opening gate to the castle. So that's your example. Here is your first question. (laughs) 
We go back to 1984 for this one. The band went into the studio to lay down tracks for their new album. Isabel. Uh, record and record. Yes, exactly. Maybe it's the way you said it. Maybe you... <laughs> the going back in time? I, mean, I don't know. It's, maybe you're clearer. You're just clearer <laughs> no, than I am. I think entrance and trance was a little tough. It's hard. It's yeah, a hard that's one. A tough. I'm still going to blame myself. <laughs> he was totally sulking after he crashed his tiny motorized bicycle. Isabel. Moped and moped. Yeah, that's right. Your soothing voice works. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> it's like you guys are answering the questions. We're like, well, that was a brilliant read. <laughs> well done. Well done. Her job was to comfort the man who accidentally broke the control panel. <laughs> I can hear a lot of people, like you guys are thinking. I actually hear other people thinking. It smells like smoke in here. We'll go to... <laughs> We'll go to our puzzle group for a hint, perhaps? It's also a word that's often used to describe video game panels. Mm. Console and console. That is right, Isabel. (laughs) Is it worded that way because if a woman broke the control, video control panel, and the guy was trying to console her, he would just be like, well, uh, huh. Why is it written that way? I mean, I'm sorry if you feel bad. <laughs> like that? Guess you're buying a new one. <laughs> Shouldn't have broken it. Showed you how to use it. <laughs> Showed you how to use it. Here we go. It's a little too close to home. <laughs> After the student's poor behavior in class, it was unlikely he'd ever lead the band again. Isabel. Conduct and conduct. That's right. This is your last question. The fragrant smell from the burning sticks really upset his college roommates. Isabel. Incense and incense. Yes, that is correct. Mary, how did our contestants do? A tough game. (laughs) Isabel, you're the winner, and we'll see you in our final round at the end of the show. For a game we call We'll Always Be Royals, please welcome contestants Marty Casella and Noah Allen. All right, I feel very close to both of you for different reasons. Noah, you work in retail, the retail marketing industry? Correct. I grew up in a grocery store business. I have learned that you've patented a product that as someone that grew up in a grocery store would have changed my life. We, my company has. It is a pusher system that pushes product to the front. So on the shelves, all the product is always front-facing, and your shelves are nice and organized. Yes, that was my first job as a child. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to do that. It would, it would have cut your work time in half. Marty. Listeners, you don't know this, but people in the room can look at Marty's face and realize that you've seen this face before. You've seen him pull the flesh off of his face in the movie Poltergeist. I'm serious. <laughs> that was so scary. Well, actually, Mr. Spielberg himself did the actual pulling because the dummy cost 
40 or $50,000. And I just said, I'm not doing that. Because that was before CGI. Right. And you got one take. Right. And um, so he did that. Those are his, his hands pulling the skin off the face. So that was pretty cool. So you guys get a music game. Jonathan, what hit song are we going to mess with this episode? Well, as it turns out, the most popular lord of the 21st century is actually a teenage girl from New Zealand. And she spells her name L-O-R-D-E. We've taken her hit song, Royals, and rewritten it to be about famous royalty, both real and fictional. So just ring in when you know which royal I am singing about. Here we go. A diamond necklace tarnished me I was played by Kirsten Dunst In the movies And I'm not proud I had to flee In a torn up France I said let them eat cake Marty! Uh, Marie Antoinette. That's correct. I played a song with a secret chord It was called Hallelujah I was king of both Israel and Judah In my youth Slew a giant Philistine And everybody says Michelangelo thinks I'm a cool dude Cause he caught me with a slingshot Fully in the nude I don't care Me and Bathsheba had a love affair Noah King David King David is right Everyone always talks about the slingshot yeah. and that statue. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's It's a beautiful slingshot. slingshot. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I thought we'd never be royals. Now my hand is soaked in Duncan's blood. I told my husband to grow a spine. And now this crown and throne are mine. I'm going to be your ruler. I'm the queen, but I've got OCD. And baby, I'll rule. In this Scottish fantasy Marty Lady Macbeth Lady Macbeth, you got it I like that updated idea That Lady Macbeth had OCD (laughs) OCD (laughs) They didn't know what to call it at the time (laughs) Right, exactly She never got sick (laughs) That's right And the doors were always locked to the (laughs) castle My friends and I sit in the round I met the lady of the lake Thanks to Merlin and everyone who knows me knows that I pulled a sword out from a boulder. Marty. King Arthur. You got it. All right, this is your last clue. And I wasn't born royal, but in school I met a guy who is Then in Westminster we got hitched Now I'm the Duchess of Cambridge And it's even cooler You can call me Queen to be And someday I'll rule I'll rule A constitutional monarchy (laughs) Noah Kate Middleton Kate Middleton, that's right That was taken from her actual inner monologue That's right, that's what she's thinking (laughs) Puzzle Guru Mary Tobler, how did our contestants do? They did wonderfully. Congratulations, Marty. You're our winner, and you're moving on to our final round. (laughs) 
Now let's welcome our VIP from the cult classic Happy Endings and star of the new sitcom Bench to actress Eliza Koop. Thanks for joining us. I know that you don't live, uh, you live out west now. I do, I do. But you're originally from New Hampshire? Yes. What is the, I was trying to think, what's the New Hampshire accent? Is there, the, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it doesn't make you sound smart at all. <laughs> you sound wicked freaking stupid. You do. Because it's like Massachusetts, but it's got like way more stupidness. <laughs> so. Now you are starring. Uh, in your own show, of course, everyone loved you as uh, Dr. Denise in Scrubs. Yep. And as... Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And Happy Endings had, like, such a huge, loyal fan base. Wow. Okay. But this time, you are front center lead. Uh, and how, how does that feel? Is that a lot of pressure? Or are you like, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, just, like, throwing up in my mouth for a little bit when I found out. Um, no, when that, I mean, it's, it's amazing, but you don't realize um, that being like the lead of a show, you have to be there all the time. And you have to be in like every scene, every single day. And it's not like you shoot like, you know, a nice eight hour day. It's like 15 to 17 hours a day. And we were shooting two episodes at a time. So it was like, just every, I would just keep looking. I'm like, oh, there's my name and there's my name again. And that's it. Okay, so we're, oh, so I'm in all day. I'm in all day, okay. And, and by all day, I mean like till the wee hours of the next day. But this is it. All the focus is, this is, is on it. I you. I am the only child, sort of. Not really. It's, there's a lot of great people in the cast. Let's not right, make no, it all it's about a... me. I mean, right now we'll make it all about me, but <laughs> just know when you watch the show, there's really great people in it. Okay, so we're going to give you your own Ask Me Another Challenge a little later in the show. But right now, you are going to help us out with a game that is all about happy endings. Yes. Let's hear it for Eliza Coop, everybody. <laughs> Let's meet our contestants, Jay Eppelman and Sam Kampa. Hi, guys. Hello. So if you had to give a story from your life a happy ending, how would you have it end? Sam? Uh, wake me up before you go-go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's a biopic or something. Yeah. yeah I want it to end on a really serious note where I'm passing away. It's my last breath. Credits, wake me up before you go-go. Okay. A little wham. I love a little wham. They tell me you wouldn't enjoy that. I would totally enjoy <laughs> that. Yeah. I like idea. that your happy ending ends with your death. Yeah. That's a uh, interesting yeah, way to go. It's a way to go. Uh, Jay? I'm going to say a surprise. Something I didn't even see coming. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you're a lazy writer, is what you're yep. saying. Yep. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Something that will be yet to happen. That's happy. Okay, so this game is called Only Happy Endings because the world is a depressing, dark place. So we are going to give you the happy ending version to some famous bummer movies. <laughs> okay, and you just have to guess what movie we're talking about. Eliza and I are going to alternate clues, so ring in when you know the answer, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Cornered by the authorities, mere yards from the edge of the Grand Canyon, two friends take each other's hands and make out. <laughs> then they zoom <laughs> off to Vegas, because same-sex marriage is legal in Nevada. Take that, Harvey Keitel. And Brad Pitt. <laughs> Sam. Milk? <laughs> <laughs> I should say I haven't seen it. Wait. 
Milk think, is amazing. I think I made a terrible mistake. No. Nope. This is what I'm getting. You didn't make a terrible mistake. You made a very funny error. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Jay? I was going to say milk, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> milk, too, the sequel, or milk, yeah, no, two? milk too? Yeah, no, milk, too. Revenge of... I like milk, too. <laughs> <laughs> is no? it seven? Uh, Anybody out there? Wow. Thank you. Thelma and Louise? Good. Nope. Didn't see it? Wow. Have you seen movies? It's in my quote. Just a, just a general question. It's in my quote. Okay. It's in my cue. Cue quote. Got it. Okay, take it up. Okay, well, it's my turn. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. After escaping the hedge maze, Jack Torrance's agent calls to say that his novel is getting published after all. He uses his advance to buy the Overlook Hotel and fix that door with all those hatchet marks in it. Sam. The Shining. Yes! That's it. Right, and then the hotel has those two evil twins, and they, they sell, like, red rum and Coke, and it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's fun. Shining, too, even shinier. <laughs> It's good. No, I like that. The alien enters his spaceship but returns shortly after with his suitcase and says, Elliot, I will stay. I will lead planet Earth as a benevolent despot. Reese's Pieces for everyone. Sam. Uh, E.T. the extraterrestrial. Yeah. Wow, you you said the whole thing. (laughs) Wanted to be thorough. He could, uh, it was from my amazing E.T. voice work. Right, didn't I sound? Remarkable you impression. Did. Just, you <laughs> did. You did. I got confused. I know. You're like, is E.T. here? Um, okay. Detective Mills frantically demands to know what's in the box that was just delivered to him in the desert, and his partner finally confirms it's a dozen delicious crullers. The handcuffed suspect explains, didn't I tell you to call me Joe Donuts? <laughs> John Donuts. Sorry, John Donuts. I said that wrong. Jay still, still knows it. You Is it seven? Yes. Yep. Yep. You just knew that was going to come up. Yeah. Did somebody give ready. you advice beforehand? Just say seven just every say time. Seven, every seven time. for everything. <laughs> After Chino shoots Tony, the Jets and the Sharks band together <laughs> to heal his bullet wound with the power of finger snapping, high kicks, and jazz hands. Sam. West Side Story. Yes. Good job. Good job. This is your last clue. After Jack and Rose plunge into the Atlantic, Rose moves over a few inches on her wooden panel and makes room for Jack. Back on land, they get married, supported by Jack's burgeoning nude portrait business. Jay. Titanic. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Yes, of course, that is right. All right, Mary Tobler, Puzzle Guru, how did our contestants do? That was a close game. Congratulations, Sam, you're the winner. And we'll see you in our final round. Thank you so much, Eliza. And we'll see you uh, coming up for your own challenge. How about a hand for Eliza Koo? Coming up, we'll see if Eliza has learned anything about playing a lawyer on TV. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Casper. Casper is an online retailer 
for mattresses. And trust me, a good mattress makes a huge difference in your life. Casper mattresses are 100% American-made and obsessively engineered for your comfort using two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, to give you just the right amount of sink and bounce. And they have a risk-free trial. You can try out your very own Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and returns. So come on, go to casper.com another and check out all the different options. They have an additional promo, too, for listeners of this podcast. You can use the promo code ANOTHER to redeem $50 towards the perfect Casper mattress designed just for you. Bedtime crossword puzzles not included. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler. Coming up, we're going to put our VIP, the star of the new USA sitcom, Benched, Eliza Coop, in the puzzle hot seat. But first... Every week on Facebook or Twitter, we have people send us interesting little trivia tidbits that they have learned. I really enjoyed this one that was sent to us by Christina Gelsone of New York City. And I'm going to ask you, Jonathan, do you think this is true or false? After World War II, Idaho moved beavers to new territories by parachute. First of all, just imagine if this is true, how exciting that would be to look up in the sky and just tons of beavers are parachuting in. If you gave each beaver its own parachute, that's not a particularly cost-effective way of moving a lot of beavers. Why do you need beavers in other places? Like, why not? There's not enough dams. So you're saying that in Idaho, they didn't want to hire humans to build stuff. No. Everybody's got to chip in, even the, even the beavers. That's right. I don't, I don't have a justification, but I'm going to say it's true. Because I have a gut feeling. Well, you're right. Yeah, see? It is true. Why did they move the beavers? Because they needed beavers in other places to make dams, and it was free labor. And that's true? Yeah. And they put them... <laughs> they put a pear in a box. Oh, I that's... know. And then they parachuted them around, and because beavers travel poorly by truck, they always want to make stops, and they're always like, when are we getting there? Um, yes, yeah, 76 beavers they moved. Only one didn't make it. Oh, no! <laughs> they thought that was amazing. They lost one beaver or one box of beavers? No, one beaver in the box. You're right, so the oh, other beaver... Oh, no, so that's, that's the sad story right there, as there's one beaver who is like, hooray, my new friend... We're going to a new place. We're flying for a little while. I think that's funny that you think just because they're together in a box, they're friends. Have you ever flown a uh, like air trans flight where you're stuck beside someone? Maybe you don't yeah, like. That's true. I'm not they, saying they should die. Maybe there was foul play. <laughs> that's right. Idaho moved some beavers in parachutes. Good for them. And that was after World War II. See, thank you, Christina Gelsone. We learned something. Our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hey, Ophira. This is Ryan McCloskey calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, Ryan. 
you teach uh, math at community college, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Nice. Uh, what kind of student were you? Were you a good student, straight A's? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I, I, I kind of got called out when I got hired because uh, the, the dean actually made it a point in front of in front of the entire faculty to say that I had only had one B in my entire career. So it's pretty uh, pretty embarrassing. Really? You don't sound embarrassed right now. You sound happy. Uh, no, no, I, no. I definitely, I definitely was because because then because then I just had all these people coming up to me afterwards saying, "So what was the B in? You know, what was the B in?" And uh, adolescent psychology. Oh. Uh, so this game is called A+, because everyone, much like you, loves to get top grades. And in this game, we're going to see what happens when you give certain words an A. We're going to go to our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler. If we said, give a purple fruit an A, and you'll get what confident word, you'd say a plum. Did you get it? Okay. All right, let's see if you get an A in this. All the answers will start with an A and involve terrible wordplay. Here we go. <laughs> Give a group of dudes an A, and you'll get this word said at the end of a prayer. So that'd be amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, give the wire tethering you to a landline phone an A, and you'll get a functional mid-sized sedan made by Honda. Uh, an accord. <laughs> accord, that's right. Give that corned beef and sauerkraut sandwich an A, and you'll get a person from an island in the Dutch Antilles. Would that be in a Reuben? Yes, it would be. <laughs> Give an exhibition of farm animals and produce an A, and get an intense, short-lived, romantic tryst. <laughs> I could only think of a farm, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, as, as far as a tryst, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, give an yes. exhibition of farm animals and produce an A. And get oh, an affair, an affair. An affair, yes, indeed. <laughs> Ryan, you got 100% correct. Well done. You yes. get an A. <laughs> Once again, you Hooray. get an A. And we'll be sending you a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Excellent. Thank yes. you so much. You're welcome, Ryan. Thank you. If you are the type of student that did extra credit assignments, then you should be a contestant on our show. Email us at askmeanother@npr.org, and we'll see if you have what it takes to clean our erasers. And if you heard an interesting bit of trivia, true or false, doesn't matter. Just share it with us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR's Ask Me Another. Now, please welcome back our very important puzzler, Eliza Koop. Hi again. Eliza, the character you play on Benched, uh, she has a public nervous breakdown. Uh, so she has some anger issues, a little bit. And she's a corporate lawyer that is now a public defender, yes. and she's very competitive. Yes. Are either of those things like Eliza Koop? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My family. Um, no, I'm just, whatever, whoever wants to win, that's fine. No just know that I did it better anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, slightly competitive. Yeah, very, very, very much so. But I also know when to let other people win. No, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. No, you know. no, I don't. No. Have you ever been in trouble with the law? 
No, I actually haven't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. It's it's a weird thing. The parking ticket? Oh, ton of those. Okay, right, okay. Ton of those. Uh, I like Speeding the, tickets, yes. Yeah, yes, okay, yes. so you were like you were like real, real things. Yeah, yeah you don't. I gotten in a lot of car accidents, maybe, maybe. <laughs> How much uh, of the law have you picked up from playing an attorney on TV? About as much as I did playing a doctor on okay, TV. Okay, <laughs> So a lot, that's yeah, good. so that's, much. We're going to need that I'm for a this game. <laughs> I'm a surgeon now, so... And I'll represent you in, in a court of law. <laughs> well, with that in mind, please welcome your teammate for your game, David Patton. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Now, much like your character uh, on Bench, David is a former corporate attorney, okay. but he's now the executive director of the Federal Defenders of New York, which, yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds like superheroes, by the way. Really it does. It does. What, what do federal defenders do? Federal defenders are lawyers who represent people accused of federal crimes who can't afford a lawyer. Pretty great. I felt guilty when you said that to me. <laughs> you should. I should. Wow. Enjoy All your right. Cush well, life. I'm glad that you uh, don't have any self-esteem issues. <laughs> so, Eliza and David, uh, you're going to be working together. Eliza is going to try to make you guess uh, a list of phrases that you often hear in courtroom scenes in the movies and television. And Dave, you have to guess what the phrases are without, and Eliza can't use any of the obvious words. Okay, if you use some of the obvious words, you'll hear this. All right. So, for example, if the phrase was order in the court, you can't say the words order or court. Mm. Okay? This is going to go great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. This is going to go great. Dave, are you ready? Psyched? As I'll ever be, yes. Okay. You have two minutes on the clock. Okay. Starting now. So, up we go. All right. Yeah! (laughs) Would it be okay if I came to talk to you? May it please the court? Oh, no, that's really good. May I approach? The? Bench? Yes! (laughs) Uh, <laughs> someone has their hand raised, and it's the it's the the number one person in the in the lineup that has their hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> the number one person or the, in the lineup. The, it's the it's oh oh I just saw something, and I'm I'm the I got on the scene at the right at the start of it, and I'm the only one here. There's other people behind me. And I'm raising my hand. This is getting away from me. <laughs> you can skip if you want. This is like obviously skipping. my fault. David. Yeah, I know. Um, it's okay. Okay, we're going to skip it. We're going we're gonna to go back to it, but we're going to skip it. We're going to skip it. I'm glad we're supposed to be on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the competitive great. streak coming out. We're doing out. great. No, no, no. We're doing great. I'm so cool with this. We are doing great. No big... Want to skip the next one, too? I'm cool. I'm cool. Um... I said a bad thing, and I'm not allowed to say it. Objection. Yes! Oh, yeah! Oh, I've got all these things, and I'm tired. I'm going to... Briefcase? No. Oh, that would have been good for that, but um, I need a nap, and so I'm going to go... Rest? On a... I'm on my... Case? Yeah! All of you 12 people? Jurors? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pirate jurors. <laughs> okay, have all of you twelve people 
come up with the the final verdict. Yep. But have you? Oh, I gotta get to the top shelf of the thing, and have I? I gotta reach the verdict. Yeah. That's it, David. You're on fire, buddy. Oh, that was time. Oh, yeah, you were ready. just getting rolled. Yeah, I know. So I know. More. I'll stick around later if anyone yeah. wants to, just so I can I can finish these for myself. So uh, wait, wait. Do I get to learn the one that I missed? Oh yeah, you want to tell them? Call your first witness. Remember, really? they were first, everyone here knew that they were first in line. David, you won. Thank you, Eliza. Woo! You kind of also won. Well, you guys won. You did it. And we are giving you uh, Ask Me Another limited edition anagram T-shirts. Oh. I know. Try to sell them on eBay. Big there are day. too many of them. Uh, let's hear it once again for our VIP, Eliza Koo. Thank you. Breaking rocks in the hot sun. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from Party of Five, Pranjali Desai. From Whose Sound Is It Anyway, Jen Keefe. From Present the Present, Isabel Martin. From Will Always Be Royals, Marty Casella. And only happy ending, Sam Kampa, to play our Ask Me One More Final Round. Our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler, will lead this round titled, I Definitely Not Before E. In this final round, every correct answer will be a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains the letters E and I in that order, with complete disregard for the I before E, except after C rule. For example, if we said, a Hawaiian wreath of flowers worn around the neck, you would say, lay. We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. The last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand prize winner. And for your prize, Eliza Koop has provided a one-of-a-kind Happy Endings cast photograph, and she has autographed all of their heads. <laughs> Here we go, starting with Pranjali. A stimulant compound found in tea and coffee. Caffeine. Caffeine is correct. <laughs> Jen, in a classic Christmas song, he was ridiculed until Santa asked him to guide his sleigh. Nixon. Nixon is not the answer that we're looking for. Isabel. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's the correct answer. Jen, I'm sorry, that means that you're out. Thank you. Marty, the Nobel Prize-winning author of The Grapes of Wrath, Of Mice and Men, and East of Eden. John Steinbeck. That's it. <laughs> Sam, a landmark monument in Paris, originally built to celebrate the centennial of the French Revolution. Eiffel Tower. Good answer. <laughs> Pranjali, award-winning singer and actress with hits like Funny Girl, The Way We Were, and meet the Fockers. Three more seconds. Aww. I'm sorry, Pranjali, you're out of time. Isabel. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand's correct. Pranjali, I'm sorry, that means you're out. Thank you for playing. Marty, you're up. U.S. president who ran on the pre-Facebook campaign slogan, I like Ike. 
He's thinking about it. He's shaking his head. We'll give you three Adelaide more. Adelaide Stevenson. No, I'm sorry. Adelaide Stevenson's not correct. Sam, U.S. president who ran on the pre-Facebook campaign slogan, I like Ike. Sam's looking. Three more seconds for Sam. I'm sorry. Isabel, if you can get this right, you'll be our grand prize winner. I U.S. Go, <laughs> go for it. Sorry. Go for it. Eisenhower. Eisenhower is in. Nice job. Thank you, Marty and Sam. Isabel's our grand prize winner. Nice job, Isabel. You are the Ask Me Another grand winner of the show. Well done. And you will be getting a fantastic poster from Happy Endings. Fantastic. That is full of signatures. Congratulations. Thank you. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Mary Tobler. Hey, my name anagrams to later, my bro. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Val Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. Additional puzzle writing by Esther Bloom, David Israel, Greg Lightman, Karen Lurie, Greg Pliska, and James Ramsey. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, Eleanor Kagan, Jess Miller, and our intern, Lauren Moon, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, comedian Mike Birbiglia unintentionally writes us a promo. The thing about Ask Me Another is that it's not just a game. It's a place where we learn. Yeah. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, and our VIP Mike Birbiglia on NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, trivia, and so much more. Hey, you're still listening? All right. There are lots of other NPR podcasts, including great interviews, highlights from this week's news, storytelling, and entertainment. So browse them all on iTunes under podcasts.